Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How many drinks would it take you to get loose on the dance floor in public? It, it would take uh, two hands worth of drinks. Put it that way. I need the fingers on my other hand. Yeah, see there. You all those up. There you go. That's, you got a double fist, man. Shout out to uh, <laughs> shout out to public dancing. Uh, I, <laughs> one person that has been dancing a little bit when it comes to uh, you know fixing this roster is Andrew Barry. See what I did there? It was it, it could have been better, but you know it was a transition. What am I gonna do? Uh, and, you know, Andrew Barry has been putting together a roster. Um, just, you know, off top, what were your thoughts uh, uh, of the draft and what type of picks that he went out and got? And what were your thoughts on, on the picks uh, that the Browns did land uh, in the draft? Yeah, so the the draft was uh, one of those where you, you, you have an idea of what they like to do and you try to fit a lot of your pre-draft writing and podcasting and whatever else, you know, that I do, I, I try to give people a warning of like what I think will come. And I think they deviated from that in a way that we haven't seen with their first two picks. So not that you can't deviate from these things. I don't ever think uh, air quotes, what they call guardrails are, are things that you should, you know, stay inside the box of all the time. I would certainly not want my team being that predictable. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think they got out of those things. They did some different stuff. The first two picks, Cedric Tillman, obviously a little older than they have traditionally picked in the third round at 23, which sounds crazy to say from a relative standpoint. Uh, but, yeah, being 23, and uh, I think that some people who, you know, like most fans on social media or whatever, weren't really prepared for that selection. So there was a little bit of an underwhelmed feeling at first. But uh, after watching him on film, kind of consuming everything he is and how he's performed in his Tennessee career and the, the difficulty that he went through in 22 because he was coming off of a stellar 2021 season but then has that nasty ankle injury against Akron man where he got rolled up on and then it obviously impacted every part of his season this last year uh, I, I do think if he would have come out after the 21 season he probably was a guy who might even have been picked inside the first two rounds like I, I think there's enough talent there to feel pretty good now he's not he's not like uh put it this way he doesn't have an elite skill an elite elite skill whereas somebody maybe picked right in front of him uh Jalen Hyatt is an elite runner right he doesn't have that, but what he has is a really great baseline of every other skill needed to play the position. And that is, to me, more important than just having one thing that you're great at because you need to be a well-rounded player in the NFL to find some of that consistent success. So I like the pick of Tillman, a little older, but certainly, again, a guy that we think that you can see why the Browns are interested in him, an X receiver, uh, a potential for maybe being Z and taking over for Amari Cooper someday, depending on where that works out with Coop's next contract. Uh, Siaka Ika's pretty specific, esoteric player, right? He's a gigantically wide human being, 
and they're going to ask him to play one gap, anchor run game, eat two blockers as much as they can, and kind of uh, keep themselves away from asking him to do too much pass rushing because I think when you do that, you put yourself in a risk for a lot of disappointment. I think he's going to be – he has a chance to be a decent run game defender, and I think that's what they're looking for with that pick, a guy who can rotate in, early down player, who can defend the run – uh, by keeping people around him free. I think that, that that's the thing that kind of sounds weird to say, but you know his best result is making players around him better because he is eating up bodies that would traditionally be climbing to linebackers and safety. So that's what he would ideally be, early down player, fit into a rotation. Then you're looking at Dewan Jones, good risk, right? I mean, a, an absolute freak of nature human being in terms of size and uh, athletic movement ability and a great player at Ohio State, but the question and why he falls out of the first two rounds where some people thought he was talented enough to go is does he love football? Is it a is it a burning passion? And and when you get some of the in between answers from both Ohio State people and those who have uh you know talked in NFL circles, you can see why he slipped. But at pick one eleven, which is certainly different than pick say forty three, uh you, you can take that kind of risk because it's just fourth round on, those are those are guys you want to chase a ceiling. So Dewan Jones has the ceiling to be a right tackle of the future because he's that talented. If the money hits the bank, you know, the, the money hits the bank accounts, it can change your attitude a little bit about a sport that maybe you you love a different one more, but you're really good at it, right? So that's the hope there. Uh, otherwise, Dorian Thompson Robinson, or sorry, actually, I skipped one. Isaiah McGuire, fun player, uh, athletic, has a chance to be a really strong, uh, strong side edge to go opposite of Miles or opposite. Uh, Alex Wright in certain, you know, certain D-line rotation grouping. So I like that pick, good athletic upside, a young player. I think they see him as moldable. Um, and, again, you're talking pick 126, so you're, you're getting a pretty good risk-reward slot there. Then the, the last three picks, um, you know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is not the direction I would have gone, per se, but I get why they did it. They value the quarterback position and the backup position, so they wanted to go young there with a similar player to Deshaun Watson in case something ever happened with Deshaun. And there's a myriad of things that can happen with quarterbacks, so you never know. I, I, I've come to accept it, can't change it. Uh, and then the last two, Cam Mitchell has a chance to be a, a part of this secondary group. He's inside of Dane Brugler's top 100 players available. Have him ranked 85th. He's got inside-outside versatility, has a chance to be the slot corner in certain position groupings. And, uh, you know, you feel, you feel okay about that pick right there, especially given his experience with Greg Newsom. Uh, and, and sort of the familiarity with the defensive structure that Schwartz brings in because he did something similar for Pat Fitzgerald uh, at Northwestern. And then lastly, Luke Whipler, guy who came out of Ohio State probably a year too early, had a great game against Georgia and wanted to wanted to jump. And I think some people, when you have center-only guys, not guys who can play guard or, uh, you know, move around the offensive line, is just center-only, those guys tend to slip a little bit. He's a little sawed off, a little shorter in the arm uh, area where he, he, has to, he has to prove that he can – um, you know, handle some of the more powerful players uh, on the interior in the NFL, but you like it, right? You think that's good value. He could be the center of the future. They're trying to get cheaper on that offensive line. So uh, I think it makes sense that they're taking some swings at offensive linemen here, Dewan and Luke, that can potentially do those jobs for you at some point. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. The, the, the UDFA group, Lonnie Phelps out of Kansas, is a fun defensive end prospect who could maybe potentially, because he plays so dang hard and, has some, he has some pretty good speed traits that can that can transfer. Has a chance to make the 53. Same for Mahmoud Diabate, who comes out of Utah. Really talented guy. He went to Florida before he went to transfer over to Utah. Uh, was a, was a highly sought after recruit. He's more of a Sam linebacker, walk up guy who can blitz and 
used creatively, he's got a chance to. They gave both of those guys $250,000 in guaranteed money, which is equivalent to about a fifth-round pick when you look at compensation uh, after it's all said and done. And then the last one is Ronnie Hickman, I think, has a decent chance to make the roster to the safety uh, out of Ohio State. They also brought in Tanner McAllister, but I think Hickman is more talented of the two safeties has a chance to make it as maybe that fourth uh, or fifth safety. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I see where they're at. They, they certainly said we want value, guys that we put up uh, highly on our board over chasing positions, and that's clearly the, the method they went with. And now we've seen after the draft they go out and sign Ronnie McLeod, the safety, veteran safety. They're going to use this part of uh, – free agency, which is a nice time in free agency because it's, it doesn't impact the all signings after Monday of this past week. Don't impact 2024 compensation picks. So you can go sign some of those veterans. Uh, you're going to plug some of the immediate holes with these veterans that they can find here and, and uh, keep, keep drafting for the future. That's, that's kind of the MO here is they're drafting two years out. They're taking players that can help, obviously, if they can. But when you're picking, you're starting 74th. You've got you to start looking at the future tied into those guys, too. So that's a lot of what they're looking to do. Um, <clears throat> we are talking to Jake Burns on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline of the Orange and Brown Report. Um, you know, I look at it. We we mentioned a, a lot there. One of the guys I want to go back to is Dewan Jones. Um, some mm-hmm. different some different things there where where they talked about him. You know, him saying that he really didn't. Um, he thought he wanted to play basketball when he was younger. There were some uh, questions about his fluctuating weight issues and 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 then not participating in the combine, um, only participating like one day at the Senior Bowl and not working out at Ohio State's Pro Day. You know, some people you know looked at that as a red flag a little bit, and it dropped. I I think I'm glad he dropped because I think he's he can be a good ball player. When you look at him, do you you know look at him as strictly a right tackle? Or do you believe he can move to the left side in kind of the same way as Jedrick Wills has moved, um, you know, from Alabama when he came in as a right tackle predominantly in college but moved to left tackle? That's a great question. I I think they they want to see that. They'll probably flirt with that idea. Uh, Here's what I think they're doing, but I think that they're looking to – they're looking to open up as many options for future answers on the offensive line, especially tackle, that they can. Right, you have Jack Conklin's two-year extension, but it's got some wiggle room to how they can maneuver that. And if he fails to stay healthy, which we have seen him fail to do, they're going to need answers at right tackle. Dewan Jones, James Hudson have both gotten experience there. Now, obviously, Dewan is a right tackle in college. Uh, James was a left tackle at Cincinnati, so a bit of a movement uh, period there. But, but I think that the the answer is like they they're also a little bit worried about Jedrick Will's future. You pick up the fifth year option, you obviously do that because the market for fourteen million dollar tackles is just gross. It's it's rough, and I know Jed hasn't been as consistently effective as we want him to be. I'm 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 almost positive there are times when he makes Bill Callie want to pull his hair out because of the things he does on the field at times. They certainly, as the tenth overall pick in a draft, want to see that investment through, but they know that there is not. It's not a guarantee this guy gets a second contract. So you take another tackle here who has – he had a start at left tackle his sophomore year but played a lot of right tackle. But he's athletic enough that I wouldn't be surprised if he could. So when I heard DeWan was the selection, to me, my mind just said they're opening up every avenue to future solutions as they possibly can. If DeWan, they bring him in, I'm sure during rookie minicamp, they'll look at him on the right side, they'll look at him on the left side, get a feel for whether they think he could do that. And then as the situation plays itself out, he is one of the 
what they hope would be a potential answer. The, the, the answer they want here is, hey, Jedrick Wills kills it the next two years. They sign him to an extension, and he's the future left tackle. That's what they've always wanted. And what they would like here is that Dewan takes over for Jack Conklin in some way, shape, or form at right tackle for the future. But as we know, things in the NFL don't always work out that way. And they just want to have as many options as they can. But to answer your question, I think it's a good one. I think it's a way to think about this is they could they could play both sides of this. And I think they're looking at what options do we have? How many tackles can we have here that can they can provide future solutions as long as the value is good and the value for DeLon at one eleven, even with some of the concerns that we mentioned here, is too good to pass too tantalizing to pass up. Yeah, I I, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's gonna be intriguing looking at the offensive line that, you know, has become a deep offensive line, um, you know, to say the least, and, and especially because of, of the depth pieces and, the, and what they did in their draft. Uh, let's look at the linebacker core. A lot of people have been talking and a lot of people have reached out and said, listen, A.G. Bush, are you kind of like, are you concerned about the linebacking core? I know the Browns and a lot of teams don't seem to value um, putting that much uh, money and resources into that position. But they haven't really drafted anybody. Uh, they really didn't go out and get any free agents. And, you know, the guys like Phillips and Anthony Walker and Taki Taki and JOK all ended the season on injured reserve. Um, do you think um, the Browns will continue to be aggressive and try to find a linebacker? Or do you think that they are content going into the season as is at linebacker? Another good question. That's one of the positions uh, alongside safety and another defensive tackle that I've been kind of thinking that they could they could look at providing some answers for. So uh, obviously safety they got taken care of with Rodney McLeod, but like uh, I still think they need another three tech defensive tackle uh, to go alongside Dalvin and Siaka Ika. Where you because right now you're still looking at a future that re- sits in the lap of like if they don't get anything out of the two. Uh, unknown sort of defensive tackles there, Mo Hurst and uh, um, the other one I named is Tristan Hill. It's escaping me. They signed on one-year deals. They're still looking at like Tommy Togiai and Jordan Elliott being a big part of that rotation again, and I, I think that's extremely risky. Oh. That's all I'll say. So, yeah, I mean, linebacker to me is this. I'm, I was concerned with it in the pre-draft because you're talking about Anthony Walker coming off of the, the quad tear, and, I, and listen, there's a lot to like about Anthony Walker as a veteran who people love, I think his play was getting better, but he's not in a, he's not in any way. He's just solid. He's just a guy. And that's okay because you can have guys that aren't just a guy, right? Who are not, they're, they're, they're bad. And I don't think he's bad, but he's certainly not exceptional. Um, and I don't mean that as a knock. Like, again, that you can make a lot of money in the NFL being just a good player, just a, just an average good player. And that's the, sort of the way they're framing this is, you know, the, the thing that worries me though is Walt's coming off of a serious injury and then you have uh, JOK who missed time his rookie year with the ankle, and then we know he went on IR last year late in the season. He played a lot of a lot of games through those two seasons, but he's missed chunks of each season. You know Jacob Phillips can't stay healthy. We've seen that. Taki Taki was a real bright spot because he developed, but then he tears the ACL. So he's like a mid-season, you know, guy coming back from an ACL, like expecting them to be really get real run and be a significant part of this thing early is tough. Especially he did it in week thirteen. So you're talking about like. Okay, can Tony Fields, who I've heard they really like, who they, they the end of the year came on pretty strong. They they like some of the Schwartz, like some of the things he saw from him. I, I think there are guys here who can get the job done. Put it this way, and there were guys here even when the, the the group was hurt last year who played pretty well and deserve credit. But 
I thought that they would take a guy like Trent Irwin out of Clemson when he was still on the board at that point. I, yeah. I think that they, they are they, – they, listen, the belt is tight, right? The belt is tight. They, they have a lot of money and a lot of different players, and that does, you're not going to have every single position solved. That's just kind of a – that's kind of a fantasy land at times that I even get fall into fall into the trap of thinking you can fix every single piece of everything every year. But like you are banking on some guys that have come off some injuries here. So it carries risk. Would I prefer them to find a guy like a Malcolm Smith? You remember a couple of years ago who they brought in kind of late in the process, who's a veteran, but had great experience and gave him some time. Yeah. I would like them to try to find another veteran that could do that just to provide a level of stability. But at this point, I kind of have to shrug my shoulders and say, this group is this group, and I don't really think they're going to change it. But if you are going to sit in a lot of, you know, your base nickel, that means two linebackers are going to play a lot. If you get JOK to play the best he can, which is it's on the table, is very talented, and Walker comes back and they feel good about his health, you have a couple more guys who rotate in. It's not – I'm trying to be kind of delicate with this. It's not like the worst solution in the world. They can, they can do good things with that, especially if the defensive tackle – in, in group on the outside at edge is better. They can be okay, but I certainly see where we could look at this midseason and be like the linebacker group just isn't getting it done. So they have to coach them up, and hopefully the health stuff falls in, in uh, knock on wood there that it falls into a good place. You know, Jake, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll check back with you soon uh, and uh, let everyone know where you can catch your work at. Yeah, just the OBR, like you said, Orange and Brown Report. We're, we're trying to grind away like everybody else. Yeah, giving everybody what they need to know. I do a podcast called the OBR Film Breakdown every day. It's up and uh, up and at them on podcast channels and then at Jake underscore Burns 18 on Twitter, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me very much. All right, man. No problem. Jake Burns, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Ah, uh, Listen, Jake, I, 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 like I always say, one of the best in the game when it comes to the breakdown. He's consistent. Um, he's consistent when he puts out his material, puts a lot of time, energy, and resources into it. Um, and uh, he's, he's a good follow on Twitter as well. Make sure you check out uh, Jake Burns as well. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.